0: Good morning. Welcome to the Celtic Way morning briefing live. I'm Tony Haggerty. It's Thursday, February the sixteenth, I believe. Aiden, or as I know it, my mortgage rocketing price today. That's the day. But hey, that's another story altogether. But hey, I'm over it. Honest, I am. And I'm joined today by Aiden McDonald at Aiden C McDonald. I'm at a Haggerty Ten, in case you wondered. But you. Already well aware of those Twitter handles. Eden, how are you? I'm good, Tony. How are you? I'm all right. Wait till mortgages and responsibility hit you, sir? I tell you, rid of it. But hey, anyway, Tony, I told can you me. I'm over it. Hey, eh? I'm over it. I'm I'm I'm, not bad about it. I'm, I'm moving on. Yeah, I'm moving on. Anyway, first things first. We'll direct everybody to the ticker tape running along the bottom, and as you can see, a wonderful, wonderful offer we've got for you. Guys, you need to get involved in this. Everybody get involved. New subscribers, existing subscribers. You can win two tickets to see Celtic versus Rangers in the League Cup final, and that's on Sunday, February the 26th. And as I say, it's open to existing subscribers. Look out for that form dropping into your email inbox. Fill out the form, send it back. You'll be in the draw. And if you're a new subscriber, welcome. Thanks very much for subscribing. It will cost you a pound for three months. Uh, to, uh, to get access to everything that we write on the website and you will also fill in the same forum and you'll be entered into the draw to win these two tickets and one lucky subscriber is on their way to Hampden Aidan, can I say further than that can we?
1: No it's a really good opportunity, I mean obviously whether you maybe missed out on the ballot like myself for the League Cup final. <laughs> but uh, you're,
0: o- you're over that Eden. <laughs> I'm over that definitely
1: or uh, maybe you know you, you've not had a chance to get a ticket uh, for a game of hand Hanfri, this is a really good chance uh, to get to what's going to be one of the biggest games of the season, isn't it, Tony? And as well as that, as Tony mentioned, you get access to, you know, big interviews conducted by Tony and Sean, uh, tactics pieces, scoutings, columns by people like Kevin McKenna, etc. So,
0: yep, yeah, get yourself involved if you've not already signed up. And we also say thank you to Seneca Medical Group, and as you know, The Celtic Way Morning Briefing is now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group and Seneca, the number one hair transplant company in Europe, and they offer innovative hair restoration treatments. And you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the description of this video. We say thank you to Seneca for their sponsorship. Now, guys, we're going to turn it over to you today as well. Get your questions coming in to the comment section and I'll bombard young Aidan with those questions, and you can get his fearless verdict on everything. So, yeah, if you want to give us uh, your questions, please do. And we'll start today as a jumping-off point by talking about Aberdeen aiding the Celtic play Aberdeen on Saturday. Managerless Aberdeen, but we reckon that they might make an announcement soon. Maybe try and get that wee manager bounce, as they say, for the first game against Celtic. Don't know who that's going to be, but what we do know is that Ex Celtic midfielder Barry Robson is more likely to be part of that management team. Aidan, what say you to that? Do you care who becomes the Aberdeen manager? Do, they, do you care if they announce him before the Celtic game? And would you be worried that they do get a manager bounce if it is someone of repute?
1: I mean, obviously the manager bounce is something that does usually have an impact. I mean, probably a recent one being Everton, who were absolutely in a doldrum. Sean Dyche came in, and then they obviously be Arsenal, who. At that time, we're top of the league. But I think probably in terms of Celtic Aberdeen, I just think Celtic are playing so well. It's all really about Ange and how, you know, he sets the team up. I, I don't know if a new manager bounce would make that much of a difference eh, before this game, Tony, to be honest. And I think probably given it's Thursday, it may be a wee bit too soon now for mm-hmm. a game on Saturday eh, to, like, you know, put somebody straight in the dugout. But yeah. it would be yeah. I mean, obviously, even if Barry Robson was going be to be take the team till the end of the season. He's also been an interim child, It's a sort of first managerial opportunity for him. So, I mean, it would be a factor, and I would understand why it would maybe be discussed, whether or not it can make a difference. But I just think in terms of the way Celtic are playing right now domestically, I, I, I wouldn't see it having too much of an outcome in the game, personally.
0: Yep. Now, here's a couple of stats for you, Then Celtic are on a five-game winning streak against Aberdeen. They've won 11 out of the last 13 against the Donjonal competition and they last lost to the Reds on May the 13th, which is the final day of the season, 2018, and they played them twice this season. They won 1-0 at Patoji, courtesy of Callum McGregor's goal, and they won 2-0 the first game of the season, courtesy of Stephen Welsh and Jotter's goal. So the form books suggest that Celtic are in, uh, good neck heading into this one. Obviously Celtic are at home, but got to turn up, Aiden, you've got to play, you've got to, you know, earn the right to win football matches and yet yeah, you are confident in any team that Ange Poster cogwood picks that if they play their brand of football they can triumph and win these matches? Yeah, I mean if, if the team turn up and they're, they're
1: playing at the best of their ability then I, I would kind of expect them to be able to get a result in the majority of domestic matches, particularly at home given how good the record is as well, Tony you know, yeah. Ange's sort of home domestic record is superb since he's came in. Yeah, I know there was, there's been tough games in Europe but uh, you know, in the League Cup, and the Scottish Cup and uh, in the Scottish Premiership they've been pretty much false at home outside of the odd draw, so that plays a factor as well in this and I would hope that if everything sort of went to plan, that Celtic would be able to get yeah, a good result at the weekend Nice
0: one Now, right, Aidan, going to throw this at you Scott McGill, ought to start on Saturday and I think that's the assumption and Barry Robson is jarred still for this game uh, Well, the assumption here is that Kyogo won't make it still to hear about Kyogo's scans on his shoulder injury. Probably hear more tomorrow, maybe sometime today, if we're fortunate. But do you put O through the middle, Aidan? Or are you a Maeda man through the middle? Just ease O gently into everything that's going on. I think it is a difficult
1: one, particularly with, you don't want to look too far ahead, but with the cup final coming up soon as well, I can imagine that Evans does have a sort of inkling right now that Kyogo isn't going to be fit. He's maybe going to want to really have the exact team in terms of the forward line anyway, starting this game against Aberdeen. So they get a sort of, you know, 70, 80 minutes under the belt. I, I would like to see you all start, just out of mm. curiosity, really, but I, I'd imagine uh it will be Maida or Abada potentially through the middle. Maida probably being the most likely option, given that he sort of transitioned through the middle of the park. At The weekend when Kyogo, sorry, last weekend when Keogo first went off. So I think it might be Mida, to be honest. Uh, but if Lowe was to start, I wouldn't have any objections, but it might just be a wee bit too soon, just in terms of the minutes he's had so far, Tony. I yeah. think maybe you'd be wanting to give him another half an hour, maybe even maybe 40 odd minutes or so
0: before he actually started the game. Well, it took Mida all of 90 seconds to score last week when he you say transition to center forward and he scored a very kyogo-esque goal which uh, really impressed me we spoke about that on monday but i wouldn't have any qualms about playing either or through the middle aiden at all i'm um, i'm liking the look of all i think every celtic fan wants to see more of him but i agree that if you introduce him gently and then unleash him at some point where you see fit but yeah he certainly look. and maida's just playing out his skin at the moment as he's had that real purple patch where not only is he contributing attack wise defensively as well, he's he's scoring goals. And Sean's looking good for his double figures bet, uh, and a couple of points, however, he's had a, a a bet on with him. So good luck to you, boss in on that one. I think you'll be you'll be imbibing laggers soon, methinks. But Aiden, yeah, and I and I quite like the look of Maida through the middle as well. Uh, certainly it's not going to do may, cause any major disruption to the team, is it, Aiden?
1: Hey, I, I don't I, I think so. Uh, I mean, obviously, you do kind of want to recognise Stryker through the middle. But yeah. I, from, from that sort of small sample size and the odd game that he's had through the middle in the past, he's, he's looked OK. I, I know that I think there was a game against Tibbs last season. It might have been the 0-0 draw at Easter Road. I think he might have started through the middle, Tony. And he, he did struggle a wee bit. But then after that, when he sort of got regularly played in he sort of left forward position... He then, or sometimes on the right, he was in pretty consistent from there on. But I, I, if he if he's playing through the middle eh, against Aberdeen, particularly starting the game, I, I wouldn't automatically look and think that puts the team at a severe disadvantage, obviously. You know, he'd like to have Kiel available, but I think given his scoring record, like you mentioned, this season, his
0: finishing is definitely something he's worked on. I think he's more than capable of doing the job. That Easter road game, even the 0-0 game, I thought Celtic were particularly flat. That's the one and only time I've got the mate treatment from Ange, and not in a good way. I, I asked him about the team being particularly flat and and he, he kinda of asked me when I watched the game and I said from the press box and he said yes it figures, that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> he gave me that kind of chat. <laughs> but my follow up question, you, was my follow-up question to that was, Well, if they weren't flat, I want to know what you're seeing that I'm not seeing. And I kind of asked him like that, and then he started talking about that football was more about just results, performance. And he said he saw a team that was trying to win and all that, and he created all sorts of chances. And I said okay, and then at the end, I sort of said, Look, I wasn't having a dig. And he said no, fine, it was all right with it. He said the the second part of my question was kind of because I was like okay, you tell me, educate me, tell me what I'm not seeing, and and he did. He he, he kind of he spoke away, and after that. I, I always feel that if you've come away enlightened about something, and a, and a presser, then you know the manager's worth their salt and they're good value. And he was that day, but uh, the initial glance of saying to him, saying to him that a Celtic team that he set out were flat was uh, wasn't the best <laughs> response. But I think a lot of Celtic supporters agreed with me that day. Used to Road that Celtic were a wee bit flat and finding that, and I kind of laughed. I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the mate treatment. I thought you know, you're no allowed to get a make treatment from Ange. But it wasn't a stupid question per se, but he he sort of uh, <laughs> gave me that glance and stare, and I was like, oh, oh, oh dear, here we go. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, as I say, it was uh, it was good fun, good, good bit of verbal jousting. Now, blind are back, because i in talking about Maida, talking about scoring goals, and he's saying, do you think Celtic will set a new goals record this season eclipsing and Brendan Rodgers, side in Now, I'm glad he said Brendan Rodgers, because he didn't that sure era you can comment exclusively on that we're not talking about the distant past and brendan rogers is your team the invincible team and all that do you do you think they can do that Eden? is that within their grasp
1: i mean pretty much on track uh obviously if we're just kind of talking about like we goals i think is it 78 for the season or something like that and i believe the record does it mark on the team i think they have it it's about 105 or 106 or something so they are pretty much on track to, to beat that i would say anyway uh, i would need to check specific numbers in terms of the the goals that brendan Rogers' team scored but i'd imagine it will be over a over a hundred probably in the league anyway maybe just under that i think it, it could happen tony see if there's going to be more games like that one at the weekend even the the game it just passed or against St. Murn, where it's maybe not tight for a while because celtic were in control but the scoreline maybe not that convincing and then, you know, bang, they score, like, whatever it was, four goals in, like, the last 15 minutes or something like that. So if there's going to be more games like that, you're just constantly hitting, you know, four or five goals, then you probably could quite quickly hit a new record, whether that be beating Martin O'Neill's team or even Rodgers' team. So, yeah, I, I think it could happen. Obviously, that was such a good team, eh, the Invincible team. It's in the name, isn't it? The fact that they won three trophies going on, eh, undefeated probably going to be quite difficult to ever really see that happening in in the near future. But, yeah, I think Celtic this season could surpass it in terms of goals because the amount of times they're just thrashing teams, really. Even maybe in games when you think it wasn't exactly a vintage performance, but they're still, you know, hitting four or five goals. So, yeah, I would say they're probably on track, Tony, at the moment, unless they suddenly were to hit a lot of injuries or something like that, I would probably surprised if they
0: actually didn't break at least some sort of goal scoring record between the end of the season. I hesitate to say it, Aidan, but I'm going to say it anyway. I've become kind of synonymous with the phrase that I call about Celtic and scoring goals, and I call them the rip-roaring free-scoring, never-boring Glasgow Celtic and I think uh, Angie's team kind of epitomise that, or have epitomised that, as you say, they have scored a lot of goals and uh, they have been a bit rip-roaring and free-scoring and you're certainly never boring when you watch Celtic. You know you're going to get something. And they have been a joy to watch at times. You look at the nine at, against Dundee United. You know, they've, they've regularly taken five. And St Johnston have always ended up with a, an Inverness clacking a cutting off Celtic at some point, haven't they? You know, So a scudden, as I call it. But, yeah, uh, there have been a uh, lots of high points in terms of goals for Celtic. And I certainly don't think it's beyond them to eclipse that mark and I think deep down, although private, sorry, publicly they wouldn't say it, I think privately when you have weaker goals like that and somebody makes you aware of that, players, it's only natural, players are everything. think, yeah, let's see if we can do that. I think when you're
1: quite close to it as well, like I said, you know, late like 70s in terms of goals scored in the league, you are sort of approaching being able to hit record numbers, so I would guess that the closer it gets, the more maybe somebody mentions it around the dressing I mean, obviously the priority is winning the trophies and, you know, if they don't break any records but they win three trophies, we're not going to be complaining come the end of the season. But I find that having, like, maybe individual targets like that probably does keep you ticking over over the course of the sort of whole campaign, Tony.
0: Brian Roberts comes in with a good sentiment here, and Five against Rangers would help.
1: Only we would only be one more to be for the 4-0 game ever anyway this season, so you never know. It's-
0: yeah, Scott McGill comes in and says this has got to be one of the best defences we've seen since Martin O'Neill's zero point seven two goals conceded. Thoughts on that? Well, you've talked about that defence there, and It's been quite imperious since uh, Anne just came in at domestic record at home with, and then Carol Starfelt and Cameron Carter-Vickers not been a losing team when the two of them are played together. Yeah, and in the
1: league uh, they've not they've not lost a single domestic game. I don't think. Uh which is pretty, a pretty impressive start, uh, to be honest. And the defence has been so important. and There was also a lot made when Ange came in about how, you know, games in Japan, etc. Uh, this point has been a bit exhausted today from going to make, but just since we were, yeah. you know, the games in Japan were ending, I don't know, like five each, things like that, you know, he would always rather try and, have an exciting game maybe than like you know winning a 1-0 or lot. but it, it's been very much shown since it came to Celtic that if, if it's got to be done they will grind out results. it will be tight games and, and the queen sheet record's been excellent obviously I, I had uh, did the newsletter a few weeks ago and a couple of weeks ago sorry and uh, they were talking about the queen sheet record and I know that ended up not getting it against St London but if they had kept a queen sheet that would have been tied uh, a record that had been in place since uh, Brendan Rodgers, sort a of double treble season obviously the one that Neil Lennon came in so to finish but so that was the sort of company that the team was keeping in terms of being really solid defensively because obviously that was a very sort of successful squad probably one of the most successful the really since the last the last 20 years and the fact that the team defensively was in with those numbers and could potentially be up there with their goal scoring numbers as well just shows you how well and just got uh, the squad playing, to be honest. And the defence is so important. And I know we don't need to go through maybe and list all the players individually, but somebody like Cameron Carter, because I know, obviously, Tony, you had your piece with Alan Stubbs recently, just talking about how what exciting he's been. And he's, he's just he's been phenomenal, hasn't he, really?
0: Cartover. Oh, he has, definitely, yeah. Now, here's one Pam67 comes in and says, Greg Taylor says he wants a song. Any suggestions, Tony, needing? Do you know what? Maybe I have to consult my old man on that, Aidan. He's a, he's a whiz when it comes to songs. I'll give you a quick story on that. The boy said to me, used to work with Daily Record, obviously, one of my colleagues said, your dad Rick, can write a song about anything. I said, yeah, anything. And he said, eh, okay, Chris Hoy. And I was driving to Hibs training, or Hibs Presser, and, I saw it, and he hung up the phone. said, give me a song about Chris Hoy. So I phoned my father and I said, look, you've been charged with a task. You need to come up with a song for chris hoy and he went leave it with me and i kid you not within about two minutes he phoned me back and he's singing down the phone all your life you've been boring round and round on laminate flooring chris hoy and i nearly swerved off the road honestly <laughs> it was just a priceless right so i'll consult the expert on that Excellent. and i'll try and come back with a song for greg taylor when i speak to the old man but yeah that gives you a kind of You know where I get it from, basically. I am my father's son, as they say. So, yes, uh, well, Pam, I'll endeavour to come back with you for a song for Greg Taylor at some point. But that's the standard that we're we're, uh, setting here, so leave it with me. Now, guys, we've been talking about various things. Give Taylor the Tierney song, says uh, Marquis. Don't know if Chelsea supporters would wear that. Players have got a song for a reason, haven't they? So... We'll see. But yeah, guys, keep your questions coming and <laughs> answer my title. Tony should be in Cavalry. <laughs> probably put in stocks and people throw rotten fruit at me. Kevin Ferry, I'm a good one, Tony. Yes, indeed. Yeah, uh, we know. Listen, well, whatever thing to all men and women on here, I told you before, we don't take ourselves that seriously, do we, Eden? But I'm looking oh, wow. at these. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm looking at these next two games Aiden big bearing on the season. You know, someone's calculated, uh, I think there's a school of thought out there that ten games could win the title, starting with the Aberdeen game. Yeah. Down for that. And also the League Cup final, not too, too far ahead, but you know, first leg of a potential treble. But you'll you'll see what shape Celtic are in after these next two games. And Sean was talking about the next six weeks coming up. You know, eh, as a block of games, that that will be crucial to Celtic season. But, you know, the next couple of games in particular will, will have a big bearing on how the rest of it goes. Yeah, definitely.
1: I mean, obviously, the Aberdeen game, you want to keep your nine-point uh, lead in the league. Obviously, Celtic Rangers both playing at the same time this weekend. Uh, three o'clock on Saturday. Rangers away at Livingston, so it's maybe been a wee while. Outside of like particularly at the weekend anyway. They've both been kicking off at the exact same time. So that always adds a wee edge. So you want to be winning that to retain your nine-point league and then be going into the cup final on a positive uh, frame of mind. And then I'm sure we'll, we'll not really go too much into the cup final well because it will be no. spoken about to death next week. But y- yeah, you want to you want to be on a good frame of mind going into that game because it is so important. And they've got to do that by playing well and getting a result against Aberdeen
0: yeah and i i uh you know you you trust this team at home don't you and it was 1-0 yeah. 75 minutes 77 minutes on saturday you already took the other day uh, took a while to break them down but once they broke them down <laughs> they broke them down all right yeah
1: four uh well Celtic scored four goals sorry i hadn't but technically it was it was five goals wasn't it because also they scored a the penalty as well so yeah. five goals on what, what the last eighteen minutes or something if you include the end added time. So yeah, it just could have just turned up for the last eighteen minutes to be honest. value <laughs> for money. But yeah, it, it does show you that really they do that, as we know the team never stop at this point, go right until the end, etc. And it's an important trait to have because obviously that example against St Martin Celtic were already winning the game, but you know yeah. that could have been a match where you were getting beat or where it was a draw. So the fact that you're keeping going and scoring goals right until the end is invaluable, really, and something that should serve Celtic well, hopefully, between now and the end of the season.
0: Now I Eden, mean, there was a question from yeah, Jason Mudgard came in and he was saying, Could you explain the stats that show in Celtic having diminishing less shots and expected goals? I don't know if you have that to hand or offhand. You you know about that. But I don't I
1: don't have that to hand on me right they, now, Tony. Uh, I don't know if that is from something that I've written recently, uh, potentially from the defensive article but I would I will dig that out for tomorrow, for on the beefing tomorrow so I can have a look at that
0: Nice one, keep your question and comments coming in guys, Kenny Todd saying 6 out of 8 are Premier Games 18 points clear <laughs> uh, and Derek Crawford saying it's effectively 10 points at the minute with Celtics that's faster. a good
1: point to, to, to be, to be point. A good point. On you going, to go ahead and sorry. I'm just gonna say that the goal difference is phenomenal, really, this season. And probably something that's because the Celtic do have such a significant lead it is something that's uh, maybe been forgotten about. You maybe appreciate it more if it was only, you know, last season, like a couple of points. Because you'd be thinking that is almost what another point, but it is, it is really. I mean, the numbers are
0: excellent. So yeah, that was a point worth highlighting. Yeah, and Michael Cairns saying they're just relentless. They keep going. Yep, and Big Red coming in saying relentless in a cup game. <laughs> I think that's in, a, in an Archie McPherson-type way. Uh, and Stevie saying he would have kept George's Jack and Marcus, to be honest. Lads Felt, he was very clinical in front of goal. We spoke about that the other day, actually. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't think that Kyogo or O will be any less clinical. Uh, and Ben... 5-1-5 and Do you think Aberdeen will try to play like Smyrn and try a leg against us or will it be an 11-man defence? Well, it depends what way, well, it doesn't really matter what way you try and play against Celtic Eden? They are relentless. They will break you down. So, I think lots of people gave kudos to Smyrn last week for having a go and it was 1-0 up until like 77 minutes. Wasn't it? And they were getting plaudits for that. But it ended up 5-1 and I know the penalty and the man being set of had a bearing in that, but Celtic set about them. That's what you do when teams are get ten men. So whether you have a goal or you sit in, Celtic will at the minute will always find a way of uh, breaking you down.
1: Yeah, I mean you know the the games that have sort of been mentioned there. That was t- two recent examples of Celtic maybe having to play slightly differently, or no, not slightly differently, having to play against teams that are have set up slightly differently. St. Martin, then obviously Aberdeen right at the start after football came back but both of them sort of ended with the same Celt- Celtic winning in the game so I, I don't think no matter how Aberdeen's set up, really it'll be, as Andrew would say about Celtic's football because that is kind of the way that I sort of look at most of these games in terms of if Celtic play well, you know moving the ball quickly, wanting to make those key passes then I, I think whether Aberdeen put everyone behind the ball or try and come out and play, it will probably be the same result, or oh, it will hopefully be the same result.
0: Greg <laughs> Red comes in, Aberdeen tried that before and they still get done or scudded, as you say, Tony. Yeah, yeah, well, I guess, listen, it's, it's up to individual teams to uh, justify their approach and see what happens. You know, uh, Jim Goodman got slaughtered for his approach in that Pataudry game when Callum McGregor made his comeback and scored, but if he gets a nil nil, it all changes, doesn't it? But he didn't get a nil nil celtic kept going and rolled them down in a an injury chain and uh but you know that's the fine margins area if you play yeah, like fine football, yeah, I know haven't you
1: yeah it was i mean obviously that was a game celtic dominated as well Like it, it would have been a, bit of a travesty if they didn't win that to be honest given the possession starts the, the amount of attempts and that so yeah that i know that they maybe because they got an nil now of it. it would have been it would have been very lucky and, I, but they might. I, I don't think they'll probably play as defensive as they did under Jim Goodwin in that game because, obviously, even though Jim Goodwin's moved on, the players did get a lot of criticism for that. Uh, so he might, they might try and play a wee bit more, but I'm not expecting it to be suddenly like a dead expansive Aberdeen performance, to be honest, Tony, uh, in terms of tactics, but probably maybe not quite as defensive as the last time the two teams met.
0: Yeah, K okay, Maxu comes in and says anything that gets you a point from Celtic is fair game, I guess. So Kevin Farry comes in and says if someone had a goal, another team should do it. That's football, not parking a bus. David Ferguson. All depends if Robson wants the job or not. He's got to go for it. I agree with that to an extent. Someone had a goal because it was a cup. Says plunge McNugget. yeah there's a there's, uh, there's merit in that as well, isn't there? Yeah. and Big Red comes back in and says it's going to be hard to stop Celtic on forum goals from every department and you saw that last week with the introduction of the substitutes, Aidan four of the five goals coming from three of the substitutes, Matt yeah. O'Reilly o, and you know, getting two okay, one was a penalty but he still, still scored it, second one was a touch of class Matt O'Reilly was a touch of class first goal for him of the season and, and opening your account, so yeah, I think uh, there are goals from everywhere, isn't there, which lends people to the thought that they could break or shatter Brendan Rodgers' team's record?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's, we've also discussed squad depth a lot on this podcast. Yeah. And that the fact that they're able to bring players on to contribute at the games is really important because, once again, even though Celtic were already winning against St. Mon, there will be games between now and the end of the season going into the last sort of... particularly going into the second half, maybe the last sort of 30, 35 minutes where Celtic haven't scored so you're looking for those subs to come on and win you the game so you want them to be contributing at all times and they have been at the moment and getting just to talk about because I know this is the first time I've been on since the St Moran game but it was great to see Matt O'Reilly getting that first goal yeah. in that match because he's also been brilliant in terms of his starts this year he's been one of the biggest goal contributors on the whole team despite before that game having not scored uh, so that the fact that he was able to get off the mark without a strike was was phenomenal as well as all getting off
0: the mark as well and that was good to see we spoke about it monday aiden as you say, you were on the, the briefing but yeah there was a touch of relief i think for that Riley, wasn't there, with that celebration you kind of jumping in the air and like thank goodness I, i've done it you know yeah and it was what a way to do it as well you know it wasn't a tap and it was finish yeah so and I, I, I said this at the time as well, O's goal was absolutely instinctive. I loved that. Those kind of goals, I love. You know, that goalkeeper spills it and your centre forwards there. I love that kind of stuff that they're anticipating they're falling in, they're, you know, one touch bang, it's in the net. So that's the kind of goals where uh, strikers earn their corn, really. And uh, yeah, 20 yarders and all that and headers are, are wonderful but those kind of bread and butter goals where they make runs or they anticipate things or they, they go in and for the follow-up and rebounds i'm all for that aiden yeah definitely yakima has scored a lot
1: of goals like that didn't he so if i wanted yeah. for somebody to try and replace that sort of goal stolen style then if all's going to keep doing that then that's excellent and it is important he's alive in the box obviously to score goals i know that's a basic yeah. thing but just in terms of i know his goal didn't come from that but we know how much celtic put crosses in the box you know sliding it right along the face of the box and Kielko go jumping in and uh, getting it so if was sort of dangerous in the penalty box, whether that be his head or if his feet, then he's going to get opportunities based off the way the team plays. So, yeah, no, it was good because I think I had mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I'd liked what I'd seen of all so far, but you don't want it dragging on too long. I know he's yeah. not played many games, right? I'm not saying that's after like he's, he's made 20 appearances or anything like that, but you don't want it dragging on. Particularly when Celtic are playing well and scoring goals and he's not fighting the back of the net. Because he could potentially become a starter when Keogh, if if Keogh gets injured, sorry, and obviously since then Keogh has unfortunately picked up a knock, but fingers crossed Kyogo is okay. But like you were saying, Tony, we'll find out more about that and presser tomorrow.
0: Correct, and we'll do the predicted lineups, predictions, and all that, and go into a wee bit more depth tomorrow, guys. Thanks for your questions. I feel you've been spoiled today. We song from you know he ten there, You know what mean? about Chris yeah. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll, get a Greg Taylor song, I'll sort that, I'll try, I'll make that one of my, put it on my to-do list, Eden. yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes, but guys, just to remind you, you've got to get involved in this, Kevin Ferrer, you were saying about you've not got the form, we'll try and sort that out for you, look in, as Sean said to you all day, look in your uh, junk folders and all that as well, because sometimes it gets quarantined and put in there, if not, we'll try and sort it out, but get involved because you could be at Hamden. You could be on your way to Hamden, as the famous song says, If Two tickets up for grabs for the Celtic Rangers League Cup final next Sunday, February the 26th at Hamden. Open to existing subscribers. Fill in that forum that's dropping in your email inbox and you'll be in the draw for that. If you're a new subscriber, it costs you a pound for three months of unlimited access to everything that's written on the website. Can't say further than that. You'll get the same form. Fill it in, and one lucky subscriber is going to be there at Hamden. Hopefully, myself and Sean will be there. And if you are there, say hello. All right, come up and introduce yourself. We'll thank you for subscribing, and uh, we'll have a wee chat about you know, Celtic, obviously, but you've got to be in it to win it. So you could win two Celtic Rangers League Cup final tickets, and all for the touch of a button. Click of a button, dot celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe, that's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe, and we also say thank you to Seneca, and Seneca Medical Group now sponsor the Celtic Way Morning Briefing, and Seneca, the number one hair transplant company in Europe, and they offer innovative hair restoration treatments. You can find out more about Seneca via the links in the description of this video. As i say guys we can't do it without you we love the community that we're built here you're always very kind you enjoy the interaction we do as well mm. <laughs> ben 515 enjoy tony's warming today <laughs> aiden. i'm 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 a jack of all trades master of none isn't that right aiden you can vouch for that <laughs> sure lads it's Tony off for singing lesson i probably need to go for singing lessons yes you know, I, I think uh, in a in an older sense, I think some people will recognise I Aiden Not ob- not opportunity knocks, more obscurity knocks, I think, for your man here. But uh, Aidan, okay, thanks, you. know. okay, <laughs> thanks for your uh, comments today, Aiden and your contribution, first class yes. as always. Guys, thanks for your comments. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Have a wonderful Thursday. Hopefully see you for a fabulous Friday. Take care.
1: Cheers, guys.